Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambhutasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambhutasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambhutasa Bhutang Tamang Sankang Namasami Oh, I feel it's been a very special day here today, in uh, in a few ways. So, like the coming together of people to take care of the land and the the place, and to prepare it for this auspicious occasion on November first, when uh, Sister Jaiti takes full ordination and. Even she's been a nun for many years already, it's another whole step to uh, fully go forth. And for so long, it's not, it hasn't been possible for women to do that. So um, Neil was digging in the Seema stones, and, and I was saying at the beginning, before he started, I was just saying, what a remarkable thing it is that those that there is that seema boundary, that place there, within which an ordination can happen for nuns, because it's been unavailable for you know almost a thousand years until very recently. And I was saying, you know, in order for it to happen, there needs to be a minimum of four nuns, and there needs to be a, a, a trusted lay steward also who who can make it happen. And I was saying, like how wonderful that there were, there were two nuns were able to come from the Bay Area and Marina was here as our, you know, the one who takes care of the monastery, you know, of the money and the kind of running things to a large degree. And uh, those conditions came together and then the land is there. Even we don't know how long it, it will be our land, you know, we'll be on it, but there, these conditions have come together for this time. And... <coughs> and uh, and for for somebody to, you know, have the depth of faith and commitment to also to make that step. You know, in, at this time when it is a pioneering time, it's not a, it's not that you ordain and you step into this kind of great, uh, huge community that's been going on for hundreds of years that carries you with great masters that in you know within sight, but it's like okay, you know. We've got to make it happen, and uh, it's 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 quite a challenge, and it's also a very beautiful thing. So that is one uh, kind of remarkable aspect of today, and uh, and the coming together of so many good people with such good intention and uh, presence and care, and kindness. <coughs> and it's very special. And then also just recognizing, you know, how how frayed quite a number of us have been. You know how it's like over the last days it's been a bit of kind of like oh it's all too much. I'm not sure I can keep going with this from from a few people. And uh, you know how how real that is when we're in it. That it can be very. Uh, it can, we can feel like we're on the edge of a precipice. 
and uh, and it's really too much. It's, it's really not going to work, and we really have to have something big happen for it to be okay. And then something kind of small happens, and it's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> and just how the mind, you know, how the mind does that, how it how it creates these huge scenarios. Um, that can feel very believable and then just sometimes just quite small changes in our experience or in our sense of well-being or a sense of being resourced um, completely change that and just recognising like that's for me this is one of the real precious qualities of the Dharma is that it, that it points to that you know, as we chanted this morning, you know, the um, mental formations are not self. Mental formations are, are impermanent, and you know, along with all the rest of it. And yet, when we're, we're caught, we're gripped in a in a a mood or a or a thought or a perception. It's so real, and it's so it feels so absolute. And we can make, you know, big decisions about based on, on perceptions and thoughts. And the Dharma and also the monastic life, you know, with it in its in its uh, kind of steadiness and and uh, continuous. It's like it takes a lot to get into it, and then once you're in it, it's kind of difficult to get out of it. In some ways, it's like it's and it, and it keeps going day after day. And, and that also gives the the possibility to really see how the mind comes up with these scenarios and the fears of the, of the self, of the ego, and you know sometimes we have to take. Sometimes there are things we really have to do so that we don't just fall over the edge. And sometimes it's just another thought. It's just another perception. And it changes. So that I certainly recognise that over my many years in the monastic life, how these things can arise like huge, important, uh, issues or situations. That, you know, and then sometimes it comes to a kind of exploding point and then everything's, and then it sort of like passes or sometimes it just little shift of, of mind and it's it's not real anymore so the life this kind of continuum of you know intention to practice it gives an opportunity to, to see the, the many changes of our mind and our intention and uh, some, somehow during the day, this little phrase came up. Uh, that's this from the suttas, and it's also something I've heard mentioned, particularly in Chitthurst, I think. Um, the eye making and mind making. How the how the thoughts create the sense of me and mine, and how isolated often that is, or how needy, or how how. Um, vulnerable 
the, the I and the mind is. And the, yet, the, again and again, the thoughts create the, 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 the I making and the mind making. <coughs> and uh, I was just noticing, like, talking to different people and, and also my own experience through this day when we've been outside and working with the lavender, cutting back lavender and pruning r- rosemary bushes and planting beautiful flowers and raking pine needles and just these lovely <laughs> tasks. Um, how even even though it might, you know, for myself, I might have had this perception before of like, oh gosh, there's all these things we've got to do, it's the work we can, we've got to have this list of things. And, and then the actual doing of it is, is beautiful. And there's the, the scent of the lavender and the, the feel and the scent of the rosemary and the sound of the swish of the um, pine needles as they're raked to one side to let people walk freely. And in, in that, in those, those acts of, you know, the moments of cutting and raking and sweeping, it's like it gives a possibility because it's simple and it's it's part of nature and it's alive and immediate. It gives the possibility of that eye making and mind making to fall away for a while, and there's just being with the lavender and being with the sweeping. It's kind of beautiful. So we get a little uh, relief from the tyranny of our minds. <laughs> and then of course it all starts again it doesn't take much and I find it very important to just remember that phrase the eye making and mind making and how that's something that happens it's like a function in the mind and, uh, and to just sort of investigate each of us for ourselves and what is the effect of that? What's the effect when I, there's a strong sense of me and mine? How does it, how does it feel? Is it a comfortable experience? Is it a, a, a peaceful experience? And it can be exhilarating for a while. Can be fun, and it's got its good sides, but it, inevitably we kind of get snarled up in a, a sense, separate sense of self. So, uh, just kind of struck at how how simple today in this in this context it's been to just open back into the you know, the process of nature in a way. Yeah, the, the dirt on the on one's hands. So, what a pleasant feeling, you know. Feels feels right, feels natural. And the scents and the watching the birds bathe in the bowl of water we put out. It's kind of like, oh, this is this is really <laughs> this this can really motivate me, you know, this is really beautiful. Yeah. And so much of the time we don't stop long enough to notice those things. We're too busy or we're too lost in our thoughts, worrying about the future. Or 
dreaming or thinking about our past. And I was also reflecting today on you know how how we we take what's happening now, particularly when it's difficult. Well, at both times actually, when it's difficult and when it's nice, we often take what's happening now, and then we just project that endlessly into the future. So we take like a week or a month or a year or, or a moment, and then we project that endlessly into the future and, and think that the future is going to be like that. And uh, you know that's like grasping onto some idea of how the future would be. And it might be a pleasant one, it might be a nice one. You know, I want this to last forever. So wonderful. And of course, things nothing lasts forever. <laughs> you know, even if a even if a relationship lasts for one's whole life, or a or one lives in a in a in one place for the whole of one's life, even that it's still it's changing all the time. And we are changing all the time. So, just to recognise how the mind does that, creates these forever scenarios and uh, gets caught in them. And the present becomes either deluded or, or, or burdened by this, this forever story. And that's not to say that uh, you know there are things that may, there may be things that are happening in the present that need to be attended to, that need to be I mean, need to be addressed, need to be changed, need to change direction. And if we just discard, you know, if we don't pay attention, then maybe they, you know, maybe we will just keep playing out the same old patterns again and again and again. Um, so that there is a, a value in in recognizing. Okay, well, this is going on. And it's really not working for me, and uh, I don't think it's healthy, and and something needs to be adjusted. That's that's, that's very skillful. There's wisdom in that. <coughs> but then to see that that's an opportunity rather than a you know rather than collapsing <coughs> because things are not going in the right direction. But to sort of see like okay, things are a bit wonky here, but. You know, let's see how can we help this to go back on track or to go in the right direction. And sometimes there are times where we we cannot. You know, it doesn't it won't go in the direction we feel is right, and so then we have to change direction. And that's yeah, that's how it goes. So to to hold that core intention for our lives. Where it's in some ways, it's a it can be kind of a deep exploration to find out well what is true for me. Where what direction do I want to go in? What do I want to put my energy into? And then when we find that, inevitably the the manifest form of that will have some things that are just the way we want, and some things that are really not what we want at all. It'll be a mix because that's kind of how it goes. So then it's weighing it up, you know. Is there enough of what I need in this? Can I really manifest what is true for me in this? Or not? And, and you know, as long as it's, it hasn't come to a conclusion of not, then so, so how can I meet this moment, this situation, in a way that will benefit myself and others? 
and to just investigate that and to uh, put energy into that. That's something I really, I really notice. It's like it takes effort. It takes energy. It takes effort to to rise up to our higher nature and to be kind when we're feeling tired or irritable. To be patient or to speak out when we, we maybe feel a little vulnerable not sure how it will be received but we need to say it and uh, just to and recognizing the, the effort it takes to show up you know, to, to really show up in life it does take some effort and some courage but as long as there's uh, you know something that's precious which I kind of feel like everybody here has that in, everyone has that in their lives um that it's it's worth finding. You know, what is it? What is it? What what can I bring to this this relationship, this community, this situation? What can I bring to this that will help it in the right direction, for both for myself and others? <coughs> so as soon as we get into that forever story, we're kind of stuck. You know, we've created somebody else as a certain something that they're going to be forever. We've created a, a situation as a certain something that's going to be forever and and we've kind of closed the door on on reality because reality is not, you know, it is constantly changing and also on the, the potential that uh, any situation has. So there are some situations, as I said before, there are some situations that really are stuck, you know, that, or, or don't want to go in the direction we want to go in. And then we have to just acknowledge that and, and move on. But uh, as long as there's an openness, keep learning and keep uh, moving towards truth, keep letting go, keep waking up, keep surrendering, then there's great potential. And all of us make mistakes, you know. <coughs> we make mistakes in our lives. We all do things that we regret. Sometimes our choices aren't quite right. And uh, yeah, that's, that's part of learning too. It's all right. So to keep open to the, the potential of each moment, and the potential for presence, for openness, for taking in the, the beauty, the, the sweetness, the awfulness also, the vulnerability, just to stay open to that. It's, it's all here. <laughs> it's all here simultaneously. And the more we dare to open to it, then the more free we become, the less eye-making and mind-making is going on.
And also another aspect of today that I found very heartening was, uh, you know, in the midst of our not knowing how long we're going to be here and are we going to stay beyond <coughs> April 1st and this ongoing limbo that we've been in <laughs> for months. There was just this like, well, we're here now, so let's make it beautiful. Let's plant the flowers, let's prune the trees, let's sweep the paths, you know. And uh, as we were doing that today, it struck me how, how uh, you know, we have been maintaining the place, but how I've noticed, like, you know, going to the gardens and it's like, they look, you know, there's not, there's no, there's not, not much colour. It's like, uh, there's the, there's the rosemary flowers, little, little flowers, little humble flowers, but not, you know, not much going on. And it hasn't been. You know, none of us have really kind of picked it up, because it's partly because we've been busy, and also because there's just this sort of sense of like, are we really here? Is it really our place? And, and just how uplifting it was today to like well you know we're here now so let's really make it beautiful I think that in itself is like a teaching you know who knows how long we're going to live what, what our future will be can't possibly know but we're here now <coughs> so uh, yeah, to, and the effort it takes you've got to get the flowers plant them and then they've got to take care of them water them and uh, got to keep on sweeping those paths because the pine needles keep falling and all of that. But it's like, actually, it's a beautiful thing to do. So, so just to sort of see the the equivalent of that in our daily lives. Of who knows how long we're going to be here, but just make make it beautiful as best as we can, both for ourselves and for others. I think that's all I'd like to say tonight. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.